0: What's up, my people? What's up? This your boy, Mario. We back with episode 40. I cannot believe we have made it to 40 episodes. Um, I'm super excited about that and super thankful uh, for the journey so far and uh, for the journey that's going to be ahead of us now. want to have a really good conversation with you guys that is very near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about. The life of a military person Now, one of the things That I get asked a lot is If you're listening to this And you're in the military People probably ask you, how is it? You know, how is it? And most of us are very proud of the work that we do So we always tell y'all the good parts Of course, we ain't gonna tell you the bad parts Like we always tell you the good parts You know, but Tonight we're gonna take a, a real deep dive In the life of military people You guys see the celebrations, the promotions, the cool assignments, uh, the parties, the turn ups. But what you don't see or hear about enough is the stress, the breakdowns, the physical and mental health factors, the family left behind. And in some people's cases, the family that they lose from being gone. And last but certainly not least, we talk about the second and third order effects of those in the military who don't pull their weight. And the fallout it causes on those that have to. This is going to be an interesting conversation, at least for me. And I'm pretty sure for a lot of my military people who already kind of saw my my preview post and kind of reached out and sent messages about it. So before we get started, I want to say uh, the views and opinions expressed by me, Mario, are those of my own free will and accord. They in no way are... Uh, in reflection of the United States Air Force or influenced by the United States Air Force. I have to give that that disclaimer because it is a lot of hating ass people and we'll take this the total wrong way. Anyway, so if you are stuck in traffic, I apologize. If you're at home, hey man, grab your favorite drink, hop up on the couch and post up, man, and listen to a conversation we're going to have titled Ordinary People, Extraordinary Problems. we are back we are back welcome back to my therapist made me do this podcast with mario and friends i am of course mario now let's have uh let's start with some programming notes first and foremost um <clears throat> let's get into feedback from the last show we're gonna jump right into oh no, no no let me rewind jump back jump back jump back okay so uh First I want to give a shout out uh to my girl TT, my girl TT out of the last command, appreciate you for uh commenting on the pod. Uh brought up some good ideas about some merch stuff to be honest with you. Um I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but like getting like tan t-shirts made so I can wear them in uniform. You know what I'm saying? Getting uh because we can wear like a olive green shirt, you know, getting a little logo, that is not a great idea. And because you gave me that idea, the minute I come up with them, I'm sending you one for free. Uh that one and patches so there's a guy actually where i'm at out here that makes patches so i'm gonna get a couple mages to see how they look um and if they good and i might just get a bunch of them we might just pump them out uh so i uh, talked to my wife aka my merchandise boo aka my merchandise coordinator uh so she has some some stuff coming up so uh we're probably looking at maybe october uh november maybe oh we may just even wait till i get back man so We'll see. We, gonna, we got some stuff lined up, but we want to make sure it all makes sense and uh, it all looks good. Again, thank you for everybody that uh, has been purchasing the merch. I think we're almost out of it. I hope so. I think so. Shout out to my boy Wayne, uh, Chief Master Sergeant Wayne Sharp, and his uh, wife Lisa uh, for buying some uh, merch and getting uh, posting a nice little picture. I call it the family pack. Appreciate y'all. So if you haven't uh, heard his real people, real purpose, conversation we did on the podcast i if you check the facebook page it's up and i have the link attached to it so go give him a listen man one of the realest most down-to-earth military people you'll ever meet in your entire life um secondly i want to uh give a shout out man i, I feel like it's turning into like this little podcaster conglomerate we got going on but uh just shout out to all my i'm a people out like there. my boy adrian my boy Co. Uh, out there doing their thing, and I shot- I shot them out a lot because they, you know, they out here getting it. But I sent my boy Adrian a message today about the what I like to call a, a chain reaction. So he did a a podcast about accountability and support, which is actually really good. And it was really him kind of pouring into, you know, his thoughts and feelings about you know support and you know holding himself accountable for some things. And right after that, I did my one year podcast about taking the leap, I think before that, oh jeez, I'm getting old. Uh I kinda hit on support and things like that. So then my boy CO did a pod uh to do I listen to it today. I think it came out yesterday. Uh and he, you know, mentioned hearing Adrian's episode, hearing my episode. He expounded on it. And he started doing his thing. And then you know, now he you know is listening to Adrian's uh podcast. And I'm just like, man, like this is what this should be like this this is what support looks like you know what i'm saying like people in your space like supporting you you know rocking with you i love to hear stuff like that like it made me feel good because you can tell between the three of us and there's many other of us uh that are are out here that i've shouted out before we all just doing what we love i actually got a great comment that i'm gonna talk about uh, when we get into feedback from the last show, but man, it just, it really makes me feel good. And I hope that, you know, when you have those days where you're frustrated, they're like things like this, man, when you hear stuff like this and you hear how easy it is for, for you to support another person, uh, especially when you're in, in the same space. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because the three of us have very, three totally different, uh, niches, niches, niches. Uh, so we reach very different people, but we have, all thought-provoking topics. So it, you know, what I'm saying, I, I tell like even especially with this this influx of uh preachers getting exposed, there have been so many episodes where I just want to talk about stuff, but then I hear one of them talk about it. And I'm like, oh man, y'all go listen to this over here, and they pretty much said everything I would have been talking about it. So man, I just really want to shout out to the little conglomerate we got going on right now, man. And you know, hopefully, I needed uh, my boy CEO posted a a thing with a bunch of podcasts that I thought was really, really dope. Uh so I think I'm gonna start doing that. But uh man, just I'm thankful for y'all, man. I'm I'm super duper thankful for it. So it is. Man, it's late. It's 12.50, Twelve fifty at night. <laughs> and I'm doing this podcast. Uh we had a we had a, a dodgeball tournament out here and uh man it got kind of real. Like you know what I'm saying at first I was just out there for fun, you know you know what I'm saying throwing a little dodgeball but then it got kind of serious, man. So my team started getting a little serious. So we we came up short. I think we got third place. We made it to the the game before the championship game. So I'm tired as hell. So you know I came, kick back, got everything cool. We focused now. So we gonna we gonna knock this out. And I'm gonna still be at work by eight o'clock in the morning because that's how gangsters roll. Now feedback from the last podcast got a lot of good episodes. Thanks for the insight. Blah blah. But I got three comments that definitely stood out. So if you weren't uh listen if you didn't hear the last podcast um it was uh on when you've been blessed right so we took a look at people who have just talking about people in general who've you know been through things and had breakthroughs in their life and then mysteriously they turn into like these experts or become like these holier than thou types and really kind of start shitting on other people so I got some good feedback, I got some good comments, so I'm going to highlight three of them there. I had like seven of them, but I'm like, we're going to knock out, we're going to do three of these. So, first one, from my guy Willie, over at the Think About Us podcast, another person I ain't never met before, but I just appreciate, you know, the stuff that they're doing. So, i going to read his message. So, Morning King, hey, I had to pause the episode just to say this, you're exactly right when it comes to friends and family supporting you especially when it comes to podcasting. I've had way more support from people I don't even know, and I've given the same energy back to them. But the thing I had to realize quickly, and I mean quickly, everyone doesn't listen to podcasts or really care about them. LOL. It means more to me when I have a single person stop me and tell me how the show has made them do a mirror check. Do we want the ratings and spins? Of course we do. But at the same time, the conversations we have are really about self-care and self-improvement. Our job is getting the message to those who need to hear it, like you did with the nurse student. Keep pushing your message and everything else will come as follows. Congrats on the one-year anniversary, Peace King 100. Appreciate you, my guy, Willie. And we. Uh, I think I re- replied back to him. He was absolutely right. And, you know, sometimes you have to remind yourself, and I think I said this in the the replies, but, like, sometimes you got to remind yourself, like, there's a lot of people, let me say this, there's a lot of people in podcast groups, and, like, they start a podcast, and literally they they will send a million million messages, how do I get a million followers, how do I start monetizing, how do I do this, I've had conversations with companies about, you know, trying to monetize a podcast, but nothing really felt right to me you know what i'm saying like what they were asking versus what i was able to offer versus what they were gonna pay me just didn't make sense to me and i think a lot of it was because exactly what willie said like this is this is my thing you know what i'm saying like this is this is what i do to to give me peace sometimes actually most times most weeks to get me through the week i look forward to a sunday because you know i'm normally jotting notes down the week and then i put them all together and i put a show together and like by the time i hit stop on the button i'm like all right i can go save the world now like i'm good so he's absolutely right man you have to you always have to remind yourself that you are doing this for you if that's if that's why you, you started getting into this got to remember and that's that's with anything man even with businesses man like you i get it you want to turn a profit but remember the core of who you're doing this for this is the result of you taking a leap and if you do it the right way man everything else will work out uh how it's supposed to work out like he says so appreciate you will appreciate that that subtle reminder like yo I, man we do this for self-care and self-improvement and if somebody listens great but if they don't Am I really improving myself? Am I really creating this, this, self, this safe space for me? Am I, am I putting myself mentally in the right place to kind of get my thoughts out so I can function? Like, the core of what I do should should be that, at least for me. So, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you, Willie. Go check out uh, the Think About Us podcast. Next episode was from somebody. Don't know who this is. Uh, name is Jay smooth, Jay smooth. 83 is Jay smooth or Joe smooth. 83 great episode this week. Everyone is in the same boat and we all need salvation from superiority, ego, selfishness. And all of this, all of this don't think you're better than others or worse than this is a trap. That is the hardest to avoid because only God can root, root out our pride. Just be humble and no one can be superior to you. You need to be humble. Not a slave of the people. You need to submit to God, Jesus Christ, and He will set you free from the people. That was very religious. I appreciate you, Jay Smooth. I appreciate you. And you're you're absolutely right, man. Like sometimes the hardest, the best check is the reality check. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, like, oh man, i I've kind of become this self-centered, egotistical narcissist. Uh so hopefully, you know, people are able to take a step back one day and like, Man, like, you know, I've I've been through this. And instead of me treating everybody else like i just figured out the key to life maybe i should turn around and start helping other people and maybe get them to a point where they have a breakthrough too see how easy it is and that is easier said than done but it shouldn't be but you know we live and we learn now this last oh god i didn't write her name i'm sorry um this last one she actually disagreed and i you know we'll we'll hear her point out but she says hello I appreciated your show, but in some ways, I disagree. I feel like when you finally go through a breakthrough, as you call it, it's important to establish boundaries for the people around you afterwards. It is when this happens, when you set boundaries, people start to call you selfish. I've been there, I've done that, and I'm never going back. You know what? Yes, I better be because giving a piece of myself to everyone was leaving me empty and frustrated, so I had to get my pieces back together And it was not easy. And if you don't like it, you don't have to just like, I don't owe you anything. All right. So, (laughs) but I, so I, I I understand where she's coming from. And a lot of that is kind of what got me to therapy. Honestly, just kind of giving myself to so many people and not really taking the time to continually build myself up. So once I finally, you know, got some nuts about myself and, kind of got myself semi together like stuff was cool i i totally respect that stance because that again like this ain't mario's advice ain't gold and it ain't the the gold standard for how to deal with life but in her case hey if you've you've dished out all this to so many other people and you finally got a breakthrough and you know you kind of want to be a little selfish about life cool but don't treat people like you've made it in life you hate them you know what i'm saying like i feel like you can do both i feel like you can still set boundaries and not allow people to get that close to you because you don't want to you know continually give yourself so much of yourself to other people where you're back in the same boat totally agree with that i just think it's important not to develop a a sense of uh, pride or ego about the whole situation and I think that's kind of more what I was harping on. But by all means, man, I respect it. Do what you gotta do for your own sanity. I totally appreciate it. Totally appreciate it. Now, I ain't gonna keep y'all here long. I know I say that every week, but I ain't gonna keep y'all here long. Now, what prompted this podcast? So I actually talked about, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I stumbled across this meme that really I guess it was like my confirmation from God to do it. I'm Before I get into this, I just want to say this real quick. A lot of times in my phone, I still have podcast episodes that I've written down when I was back in Turkey, right? About things I was going to talk about. But sometimes it just don't feel right. And I feel like every week it never feels. And if y'all have been through this, like, let me know if this, you know, if I'm just going crazy. But every week, man, it never fails. There's something that pops up. There's a situation that happens. And it literally, it literally sparks this thing in me that says, man, I would love to have a conversation about that. And here we are. So I don't remember what I was looking at. I think it might have just been scrolling through Facebook. And somebody shared this meme. And I said, boy, if this ain't key, I don't know what is. Because I was literally weak. Well, us as military people, we talk about things like this all the time. We don't necessarily share it with our families because most people you talk to in the military, if you ask them about stuff like this, they'll, they they will probably all have horror stories about how their family kind of rejected them or kind of looked at them sideways out of frustration. And it just caused more harm than good to really say how you feel. So kudos to whoever this is that made this meme because it's, it's truly how a lot of us feel, right? So I'm going to read you this meme. So it has a, a picture of somebody. I can't. I don't know if this is male or female, but they got their boots on, their uniform on. You can see it on the, the IG and the Facebook page. But it says people don't care that we only see our family once out of the year. Nobody understands being in the military except military people. We can't up and leave when we want to. And people always want you to come to them. Nobody comes to see us. When we deploy, people forget about us until they need something. You won't even see a birthday card. A fucking card. Nobody knows the type of BS that we go through but us. They always see us turning up, so they think life is good. This his last one kind of hurt a little bit. They don't understand the type of trauma and mental issues that we go through. All they know is, hey, at least you got benefits. Whew. If I had a dollar for every time I said that, like if it, like if life was just so life in the military was that easy. Oh, man, just do 20 years and you get a retirement check for the rest of your life. For those who don't know, you do you do over 20 years, you get a, a pension check for the rest of your life until you die. But if only it was that easy. If only you could just go to work every day and do your job and go home. Then when you hit 20 years, you hit the button and you go home, you collect the check and all as well. Right. That's a utopia, folks. And that is not real life at all. So it really prompted me reading this. It literally hit me. We are ordinary people with extraordinary problems. And here we are. So before we like really get into the nitty gritty of this Um, because we're going to we're going I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit some nerves to, to some military people. And that's that's OK. Now, if you're not in the military, like don't turn off the podcast yet, because I'm pretty sure that some aspects of this you'll be able to relate to in your jobs as a non-military member, because everybody has some form of fashionable B.S. that goes on. You have those people that just do the bare minimum and kind of skate by in some kind of way, you always lift with the brunt of everything. That's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. So <clears throat> I want to kind of, I haven't really talked about this on the podcast since I've been here, but I want to kind of share with you guys how my life has been in the past 17 days. So for those who don't know, or if you're sitting under a rock, um, I'm currently deployed. Um, I'm, In Africa, I don't want to disclose like exactly where I am uh in Africa just because I don't want to divulge too much information. Obviously, I'm not gonna tell y'all like duress words and all kind of crazy stuff like that, but I am uh I'm in Africa currently, uh deployed. So there is a I have a team, um, a med team, and they've been here for three months already, right? So I get here and you know my replacement, the guy I'm replacing is gone. And I'm the new guy. So there's challenges that comes with that because normally I go to a place and there's normally like a it's normally just me. Normally, I am the medical entity for wherever I am. All things medical are done by Mario. Everything. Well, here we have subject matter experts, as we like to call them, in various fields. And we kind of make up the med team. So that's been an adjustment in itself because I'm so used to working independently as my job title is an independent duty medical technician. So I'm used to doing things by myself. I'm literally used to running. Some people will call it a mini hospital by myself, or it's normally one or another person of my job that, that runs the entire show. So we, you know, for all my non-military people if you need lab work done. I can do that. You got dental issues. I can take care of that trauma. That's my specialty. That's what I do. Uh, Your PCP, as you call it, I'm literally that for whatever active duty population that that I'm deployed with or the location that I'm deployed to. So you got medical issues, your knee hurt, your ankle hurt, you got chlamydia, flu, COVID, whatever. People coming to me, I have a wide range of of pharmacy, uh, pharmaceuticals and drugs that I can give you, uh, modalities and all that kind of things I can kind of take care of. That is literally my job most people call us a doc in a box because we they normally say we're the jack of all trades but the master of none we touch a whole bunch of different stuff so i have a huge spectrum of responsibility where i go i'm normally whatever the commander is there i'm normally their right hand man and when things about medical health comes up their gi issues the water is bad like i got sample the water make sure it's good and the air is cool i make sure the air quality is okay like i'm normally their right hand man right so this has been a very interesting transition for me uh, since I've been here because I have all this help. Uh, don't get me wrong, though. The team has been absolutely fantastic here. So, you know, just kind of find my way. is kind of weird, cause, you know, being the new guy with the old team is weird. And then when they leave and the new team comes, I'll be the old guy with the new team. So it's literally me kind me kind of almost showing and proving myself to a new group of people who've already been together before in previous times. So it has been a, a pretty interesting, pretty interesting adjustment. Now, the thing that most people who've been deployed would tell you is that for some reason, when you leave the house, when you leave your family, everything that could possibly go wrong, that's when it goes wrong, right? so full disclosure i mean the other day i finally i had a i had a breakdown i'm normally very good at not doing these uh, but sometimes at the expense of my family and i will talk about that a little later but uh man we uh <laughs> i think it is it is the 15th of august um when i'm recording this. So oh, you're here you guys are here today um since the beginning of august uh, my wife and I have had to incur about $9,000 worth of uh, house issues, car issues, like all kinds of crazy stuff, and everything was cool before I left, but it's like, as soon as you leave, like I said, all hell breaks loose. So money is stressful. Now, don't get me wrong. By the grace of God that we are, we are blessed and fortunate enough to be in a situation where we can Take care of all those things and, you know, the kids still eat. I mean, everything is cool. You know what I'm saying? My son's starting football. My wife is actually out right now trying to find him a football helmet. My son's at basketball training. Everything's cool. You know what I'm saying? By the grace of God. But nonetheless, it's still stressful. Because imagine being in your job. And if something happens in your house, boom, you know, if you're married or whatever, you can, you know, brainstorm whatever you got to do to take care of it, and you're good. Now, imagine being thousands of miles away in another country with semi-shitty Wi-Fi and trying to, A, target Wi-Fi off of a ledge because she's, like, already stressed as is. But then you're having to deal, you know, with paying all these people and paying this stuff to get everything, you know, the house and all that stuff back to normalcy because everything just decides to break and go to shit when you leave. And then, you know, turn around like my wife has a job. She has responsibilities. She just got a new stripe. So she has increased responsibilities. And, oh, yeah, we got three kids we got to worry about, too. Shit's crazy. And, you know, just the hardest part about being gone sometimes is that right there, that I'm not there to be the man of the house. You know what I'm saying? To, to take care of things or kind of take that load off my wife's uh, my wife's shoulders. Now, imagine doing that six times. Like that is that is currently my that's currently my life. I, this is my sixth deployment. I've been on three short tours. Uh, well, those are normally like over hundred and eighty days. One has three been three sixty five. Uh, but if you do them, if you deploy a lot in a small amount of time, they consider that a short tour too. Um, so man, it's it's pretty stressful. And I think you know I finally had my breakdown. Uh, the other day, and I just, man, I was at my desk, and I, you know, listened to my wife talking. you know, I finished Messenger, and I just cried, like, full, full disclosure, I just, I just cried, and I'm just like, man, like, I, I really don't want to be here, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I really, I really don't want to be here, I don't know if, um, so let me, okay, let me, let me rewind a second, so when I say I don't want to be here, just that, there's never really a good time to deploy, right? This was just a really bad time to deploy. Now, mind you, everything in my house is cool. You know, my wife and I, marriage is cool. You know, obviously, when, when we're gone apart from each other, we always try to uh, talk and work on things to kind of improve. You know, we re- reintegrate. You know, that that's just what it is. Um, But, man, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my, uh, my son, Jaden. You know, he's starting his junior year basketball. You know, he got a new coach. And uh you know, obviously, you know I had to leave my team uh this year, so that was rough, and even you know i I left so quickly, I didn't even get to talk to the guy that I coached with, which also sucked, you know what I'm saying, so just a lot of little factors that kind of weigh in, and you know your life is just kind of this whoop just up just pulled away from you, and then you're you're gone, so you know i I had a breakdown and I just cried out of just frustration, just like man like I'm i love my job when i when i'm deployed but man i just damn i just really don't want to be here this time now you know i'm i'm gonna still wake up and do my job to the best of my ability i'm gonna always perform like i i i know i can perform and i'm you know people will be happy people will be taken care of i don't i don't lose sleep over stuff like that but uh it was at that point when I was crying at my desk. I reached out. Now, thankfully, we have two therapists here. One just happens to be my commander. So I reached out to her, and you know she calls me Paul. And you know I'm telling her what's going on. And I said, "Ma'am, I just need to, I just need to, I need to talk to somebody. Like I can feel like, you know, me kind of losing control of my triggers, and you know, don't want to get snappy with my wife and anything like that." And like immediately, like she just like sprung into action and uh, gave me the other therapist number because obviously like you don't want to be a conflict of interest, you know. So thankfully we have two here so I can go talk to somebody else and then kind of kind of gives me that separation with my supervisor. So I got a a meeting or they call it an intake uh, with the therapist out here and I'm going to get back out here. And I probably honestly probably set up an appointment once a week with them just to kind of. You know get back on a straight and narrow because that's kind of what I need to do sometimes just to kind of just realign my mental focus right and kind of get back into the the groove of things you know so that's where I am in life and i uh, I'm super excited about it i'm I'm looking forward to it i think i'm 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 thankful that I was able to identify the issue before it got bad you know what I'm saying before I start you know getting moody taking it out of my you know, co-workers and my family, I was able to say, hey, no, 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 no. Like, we're not about to start, you know, go down the same road we went down before. Let's just make sure we get back in, get a little quick refresher, and we good to go, right? So now let's kind of transition into what life in the military is like, right? So these days, it's, it's rough. We, we, we short on numbers. We short on numbers a lot, right? So there's a lot of people getting out not a lot of people coming in for various reasons. Uh, Weight, not in shape. uh, A lot of uh, the marijuana craze. Now, you know, you can't smoke weed in the military. So a lot of people ain't trying to stop smoking weed. So there's a bunch of other factors. Recruitment is very low. Recruitment is very low right now. So we have coined this mantra in the military. I don't know where it came from, but somebody (laughs) said, somebody somewhere said that we are able to do more with less and because you're in the military and everybody has this no fail mindset right like we feel like you know hey this is what the the goal is this is what the mission is regardless of what we have we're going to make it work perfect example man i'm surrounded by tents i'm sitting in a tent right now right um and obviously this is a unicorn situation because i normally don't have the same resources that i normally have to you know, be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like truly feel like I'm straight. But because we have less resources and there really ain't more coming, it's kind of you walk in the door and you're like, hey, this is what you got to deal with. Make it work. So that gets really tricky sometimes. Now, thank thankfully, I like I said, I've been in 16 years and I've done this quite a bit. So I can kind of make almost any situation work where I can tailor it to how I need to and get whatever I need to get done. Right. But we have less people. We have less resources, but unfortunately the tempo in which we work or in this case, deploy doesn't go down. Like just because there's less people coming in is, oh, you know, we're not going to deploy you guys as much. We're still deploying people at the same rate we did when we had way more people. Right. So, If you look at it just from a a surface level, that shit don't make no sense. You just like, so we still have the same level of deployment tempo that we're going on. We still got the same conflicts and things going on. We have less people and the expectations that we still perform to a level like we have almost twice as many people as we did like five, ten years ago. In comes my dilemma with people in the military now my job is to essentially train to deploy that is literally my job there's i think it's less than three hundred thirty thousand people in the air force now there's less than 500 that can do my job so you look at the number of conflicts we have going on and a lot of civilian people think like oh well you know they pull people out of afghanistan and you know everything is cool man we have we have conflicts and contingencies all over the world so just because we got pulled out of Afghanistan don't mean that it ain't stuff going on other way, other places, or we're not postured in other places just in case something happens in other places. So those those don't stop like none of that stops. And it is still our responsibility to train and make sure we're ready to deploy Now, this should be a universal thought and idea amongst every member in the U.S. military. But that's not the case. So. Hence my uh, frustration and actually agreement with some of the things uh, in this this meme that I saw. Now, when I first got here, I was talking to people, you know, people like, damn, like you've been you've been gone a lot. Even like telling my friends, you know, they're like, man, you gone again. I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. So I'm talking to people here and I realize it's not just in my job. It's a bunch of people going through the same thing. There's a guy here. He's an interpreter, um, active duty military guy. This kid's been there for six years and he's deployed five times. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is that that's pretty bad. Like, I'm not going to lie. That, that's pretty bad. But uh in that, you know, I'm talking to him and he's telling me the toll that is taking on him and his family. And, you know, obviously his now the funny part is his wife is actually military, but he, you know, you're gone so much man there's one or two things that's gonna happen either you know the people back home are gonna kind of embrace what it is and kind of push through it but some people can't and I mean you know you that there's a huge demand on civilians or people who aren't in the military that marry military people and you don't really realize how stressful it is until you marry somebody just in a job where they're deployed a lot unfortunately in his case he's got a bunch of stuff going on at home you know his wife wants to leave. Um, she's using the kids as leverage, you know, threatening to leave. Like, and you know, telling somebody in the military, Hey, you need to come back right now. That's not real life. It literally takes an act of Congress almost to get somebody to leave a deployment and go back home and tend to whatever the issues are. Because the expectation is that you have all of your household affairs in order. And truth be told, even me being, you know, gone as much as I've been gone, I typically do. But, who who expects, how do you prepare for $9,000 worth of issues 15, 17 days after you leave? There's no way you can prepare for that. So factor fact that somebody in has been in a third as long as I've been in may not have that, that nest egg of things to go through. And now you're putting this on your wife who's a civilian and still trying to get adjusted to the life. Now she's got to deal with you gone and deal with all these problems. And like I said, imagine being thousands of miles away. And having to deal with this. These are the things that we go through. And the sad part about it is. In our mind. Like I said. We have this no fail mindset. And I had to talk to this kid one day. Because he uh, had some stuff going on. Uh, like some medical stuff going on. I'm talking to him. And he like walks out the door. And he comes back in. And he's saying something else now. You know. Tell him like. Hey. Like you know. Well, stop taking meds for two days. Come back and see me. He's like. What if I get malaria? So now he's turning to like. This tier one hypochondriac. Where he's like. I'm going to die if I don't do this. Oh, my God, what's going on? My stomach hurts. Like, is this it? When really, you know, the more I talk to him, like, he's really just finding, a, trying to figure out a way, like, if, if this is bad enough, do I, do I get to go home? And he's just like, oh, my God. So then there, there's this guy that works next to me. And, uh, man, one of the coolest guys ever. His uh, So when I first got here, like, man, like, his phone was ringing all the time, right? And he was talking to his kids. We don't care. You know, nobody stresses about that kind of stuff. You're talking to your family. Well, I asked him one day, like, oh, how's the family doing? So I then found out that not only is he deployed, his wife is deployed, their kids are staying with a friend or a family member uh, somewhere else, obviously they're not together. So, And their kid is, like, young. I think their kid's, like, one or two years old. So they do these frequent calls, A, to each other to check on each other, but then, B, to, you know, see and talk to their daughter because, Obviously, she's like learning how to potty train. She's walk, trying to walk and talk. And they're literally having to watch their child grow up via FaceTime. And I was talking to him one day and I, you know, just kind of asked him how he felt about it. And he was so, I think this is his first deployment. I'm pretty sure it is. And he was so i guess over this situation and he's like man I'm, I'm getting out of the military like i can't i can't go through this again like i can't i can't do this and you know he warned me he said you know hey sometimes man i just i i snap and i had like these like moments where i just get real snappy and snooty with people and he said i promise you it's not personal um but it's just because i'm just really stressed out and i'm frustrated with the situation that i mean now if you see this kid like happiest could be like cracks jokes, cracks jokes and things like that but like when we're like off work like he gone like he don't it takes a lot to kind of pull him out to talk to interact with people because he kind of kind of has the same mindset I have like I used to tell people like man like sometimes I didn't really interact with people when I was deployed I just did my job took a shower got something to eat and went to sleep because the faster I went to sleep the faster another day would go by and then I would be one step one day closer to seeing my family Why am I telling you guys this? A lot of the things that me and a couple of these people have in common is that we are what's called people that are frequently gone because of other situations. This was there were three people that were tasked to be on this deployment before it even came down to me. Now, my first question is, how is it possible to be in a job where. We are to train because it's going to happen. It's not if it's when uh, you deploy. So you attach to these units and do these things. How does it pass through so many people to get to meet? Like, so that means that these people have like been medically disqualified or have issues and concerns that can't that they can't do their job. So you think about it as each person gets eliminated from this deployment tasking. That means that there's closer times because we all we all have to be here. We have to be in a location at certain times. So the longer they're trying to find people and those people get disqualified, that time that you have to arrive gets smaller and smaller. So there are some people that I know that they have literally walked through to them on a Monday and say, hey, you need to be you're going to be packed and ready to go by Friday. One of my biggest frustrations, my first deployment, I never forget it. There was a young lady who was tasked to deploy. Her boyfriend was currently deployed and he was supposed to come back within that next two or three months, right? So she got tasked to deploy and she kicked and she screamed and she cried. Life isn't fair. I don't like this. I don't like this. So before she left, she had to take a P T what we call a PT test, it's a physical training test. So it's normally you have to do a certain amount of push-ups in a minute, a certain amount of sit-ups in a minute. You have to run a mile and a half within a certain amount of time, right? So she went to take her PT test before she was to leave a couple weeks later. And she took her PT test and she tripped and rolled her ankle. So she comes in from a PT test and she's in crutches and she's crying. And, you know, she's like, oh, I hurt my ankle, take my PT test, blah, blah, blah. So everybody's like, oh, man, that sucks. So then comes to find out. She's in the back talking to a friend of hers and she's like, well, like I have to be here when my boyfriend gets back. I can't, I can't be gone when he gets back. Like, what is he going to do? He needs to see me when he gets back. So she purposely took her PT test and she was running around a curb and she purposely stepped on the curb and was trying to roll her ankle. So I guess she did it good enough where she rolled her ankle. She put on the whole dog and pony show and that was it. So a couple of days later, I'm sitting in the office minding my own business and my supervisor walks in the door and says, hey, um, so such and such isn't deploying. You're gone. And I'm like, "What?" and I think at that point I had a month, which is <laughs> better good in a lot of cases. But I had a month to talk to my family, uh, try to get my wife, you know, my house in order. And be on the plane to go in another country in 30 days. That didn't include training and preparation and all that kind of stuff. So I'm freaking out. But I'm also extremely pissed off. Because mysteriously, when I got ready to leave, this girl is walking around. No crutches. She's perfectly fine. Everything is cool. Bye, Mario. Have a safe trip. She goes to see her. Her boyfriend comes back and everything's hunky-dory. And now I'm on my way overseas to the middle east and that was my introduction to deployments and it made me so damn mad but the more i the more i stuck around in the military i realized that this was a thing as much as we like see people in uniform and we call them heroes and thank you for the service man there's a lot of people out here that are finessing the hell out of the system to get out of doing things like this there's another guy you used to talk to he would, so they used to have these things called bands or buckets, right? So let's just say you break the year into four, four month increments, right? So one, two, three. So it used to be like, all right, so you're in bucket two or you're in bucket three. So when you're in that window, that means that you're hot for deployment. During that time, there's a possibility that you can deploy. After that last day in the month, you're clear until your time happens again. There's a guy that I know that every time his bucket came around, and he would say, he'd be like, hey, well, my bucket coming around, time for me to go get on a profile. And then he would come up with some weird injury or something happened, and he needed to get on a profile, and he would get on a profile, and he would be absolved from having to deploy that entire time during that bucket. <sighs> this really, <laughs> this really, really bothers me. And, it's, it's kind of choking me up a little bit out of anger and, and frustration because we really, like I said, you don't think about the second and third order effects of how that that affects people. I mean, because think about it. Like, if everybody, like I said, there's less than 500 people that can do my job. If everybody just did their part when it was time for them to do it, man, life wouldn't actually be that bad. But we tend, as I say, we but there are a lot of people in my line of work that are so selfish and so self-centered that they would rather finesse their way out of, uh, you know, doing what their task to do, what they get paid to do. And some of them get paid very well to do it. Instead of doing that, they would just find any kind of BS excuse to get out of it to include. I know I've known women that have gotten pregnant. It's just like man, there was a, a girl I know. She literally same job I'm in, and she was uh, she posted a picture one day. And she said, "Man, this was ten years ago," and she was like, "You know, I'm I really I really um, I really missed the camaraderie and the times I had when I was deployed." But um, I just can't do it now because I got kids. And I'm like, "Well, shit, I got kids too, so because you are now non-deployable and you can't be touched, now somebody else down the road is going to have to take the brunt from that." So let me give you a little insight on my family and why this, why I say like at the beginning, I didn't want to be here. So my wife going to kill me for this. But so my middle son, when I was gone, my middle son to Turkey, when I was gone, he uh, he's my mini me to to, for lack of a better word. Right. So Miles, I Miles likes for me to be in his vicinity. Right. I don't have to be gone, but I, I just—he just needs me to be around. I, I feel like I'm in, I'm his safe guy, you know. I'm I'm his security guard, right? Me being gone so much bothered him so much that he ended up going to therapy while I was gone. He was seeing a the therapist up to like not too long ago, and uh really just like acting out in school and. You know, just having these like breakdowns and moments where he just can't take it, and thankfully we he goes to a pretty good school and he had a great counselor. But my man would literally be in the middle of class, he'd be doing his work, and he would just go tell the teacher like, I need, I need to go, I, I need to leave." Like this, this ain't it. And he would go talk to the counselor. He would get worked up. He would get angry. He'd be in like little conflicts and issues with people all the time, and a lot of it was rooted in the fact that I was gone. And again. Think about it. I'm thousands of miles away and my child, like my, my guy, my homie is sitting here, like seeing a therapist because I'm gone and I'm gone because somebody else found some kind of way to finesse themselves out of a deployment. So look at, look at what happens when people don't do their part, when people don't pull their weight. Like, you thinking, oh, everything is honky-dory, cool, I'm going to finesse this, boom, boom, I ain't got to do this, I'm out. But now that falls on somebody like me, and now look at what's happening to my child. You know what I'm saying? And then the the hardest thing for me on this deployment was telling him, because I waited to the absolute last minute to tell them that I was leaving. I told him, and my son, we were in a restaurant, we went to go get something to eat, right, trying to kind of smooth it over and uh, man had a full on breakdown. Like slid down in the chair. He was ready to go home. He was like, you know, I'm. I'm. Let's go, let's go. And I'm like, man, like here we go again. I mean, it, I I wish, I hope that nobody ever has to go through that. But man, to see a child's the look on a child's face when you tell them you got to leave, and then it's just bad when you you just feel like you just got home and you got to tell them you got to leave again. Man, my son, I used to tell him, like, oh, man, I got daddy. got to go take care of sick people. Man, I'm going to tell you something. That boy don't give a shit about these sick people or what's wrong with them. That man is tired of me being gone. And then there's my oldest son who, you know, he and I have spent, you know, since I got this job coaching basketball at this school, he and I have spent probably, unfortunately, my wife would tell you, too, I probably spent more time with him just honing his craft in basketball. But I probably spend more time with him than anybody else in my house. Like, hands down. Anybody else in in the house. And he's the oldest. So, he's been through literally all of this. Like, he he's seen all of it. And in my mind, I was so naive to think that, like, man. Man, Jay, good, man. You know, he, he cool. He'll never stress about it. He just gets real quiet. Well, it was this one that I learned that this whole time he's been bothered by it. And, you know, he's had moments where he cried and he broke down. And, you know, he asked me all the time, Dad, like, why do you have to leave? Like, why can't somebody else go? Like, why does it always feel like you have to go? And, like, as a parent, you know, like, I'm trying to, you know, trying to smooth it over. But, again, my kids don't want to hear that shit. Like, they're just like, hey, man you just left like how all these people i see with these uniforms on i don't understand why they can't go and you stay here and that one i'm not gonna lie that one that one broke me the most just because he's been through the most and i just thought he did really good you know what i'm saying but that one that one broke me you you know you factor in my my baby my three-year-old and just man you know my my daughter that's my that's my baby girl so that's Man, I, some people like my wife would tell you it's probably my favorite kid. But like literally, like that little girl adores me. So, you know, just for her to walk in the room and see me not there, like, and kids ain't stupid, man. They remember shit like that. And, you know, me still having to, you know, get in work mode and having to do this, man, it 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 breaks you down. And trust me, it breaks a lot of us down. I've I've been deployed with people that had full on meltdowns. Like, in the middle of the floor, just because they missed their kid. They sick, sick of being wherever we were at, and would have full-on meltdowns. Because, you know, your kid having a bad day, and they just want you to come home, but you can't. You know what I'm saying? And that is, oh, my God. Like, I, I just, if you're a military person and you're listening to this, and you've done any of this shit before, I just really, I really hope some of this resonates uh, with you. Because, man, like man, like it's, it's, it's hard. And you really cause more strain on so many other people. And I know that that's asking a lot out of people to not be selfish these days, because sometimes that's all that people know to just make sure they look out for themselves. But man, like there's so many, <laughs> so many people I know that just suffer through this stuff. And we won't even, we won't even get into my wife, man. That's probably the hardest part Cause like, Oh yeah your wife is in the military she understands yeah my wife is still a she's still a wife she's a she's a mother she's my confidant she's my you know she's my lover so just because she's a senior master sergeant like that don't mean that she's absolved to be stressed out and have breakdowns and thankfully you know we have an awesome support system that you know kind of you know takes our mind off of things but man like this is terrible. So then you, the next question, the next question I'm asked a lot is, well, you know, like, well, if you don't like it or if it stresses you out, then just get out. And sometimes it's easier said than done. Now, some people do do it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I truly love my job. I, I love taking care of people. I just want people to, you know, pull their, pull their weight. And it's not as simple as just walking into your, hall, walking into the office and saying, Hey, I quit. That's not how that works in the military. We almost like in the NBA, like you get a, a contract deal, right? So you sign up for four or six years and you kind of keep it pushing. And a lot of us, a lot of us older guys, like, I think we stick around longer because we enjoy what we're doing. You enjoy, you know, helping people and serving with a purpose or doing things with a purpose. But a lot of times I just I think in my mind, I just be like, man, maybe this a year. Maybe this is the year that things get better. And sometimes they do. Most times they don't, you know. But, um, you know, you factor in the mental health piece. Uh, I tell people, you'd be surprised the number of people that um, are in the military that are on government assistance, food stamps, that serve that serve every day, wear uniform every day, struggling to make ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck. And they're not buying Camaros or Chargers or no crazy shit like that. Like, they are literally just trying to make ends meet, trying to, you know, take care of a family, raise kids and that kind of stuff that's that's rough man and a lot of times unfortunately man the suicide rate in the military is crazy and we have obviously mental health you know people there but man a lot of places depending on where you go man they so overwhelmed they can't even keep up with the demand of people that need them so we literally we have kids these are we have older people that commit suicide man we have kids like kids that are like three and four years out of high school that are killing themselves that are killing themselves because of the stress that the military brings or the demands that the military brings, the multiple deployments, the things that they see on deployments that drives them crazy. Literally, it drives them crazy. Or they just don't know how to handle stress uh, well enough to find things to help them cope or, you know, get involved in things like that. So, man, we go through a lot and it's so funny like even when i, I posted this there were people kind of sharing their stories and talking about how they were gone multiple times And i'm just like man like we got to do better y'all i know i, I talk most podcasts about that but like truly we have to do better but i want to go back to this meme for a second when you see things like this i i really encourage you as a family member or a friend who has served, or even I was talking to my boy, my boy Jay, uh, the thing, he was saying, you know, he got people to serve, and they kind of act the same way. Like, they feel like they kind of know everything about the military that's going on, but, you know, it evolves, it ebbs, it flows. There are different types of people that come in. Like, people, the younger people that come in are a lot smarter than we were, so they think they know everything. So people are retired and still think they know everything. But I implore you guys, if you're a family member or a friend, first of all, I, I don't want anybody to take that mean personal right but think about it sometimes man think about all the things i've I've discussed with you and i left a whole bunch on the blade because i could be i could probably do seven parts to this for real for real but i just wanted to give you guys a little glimpse in what what life is like and kind of kind of what we go through outside of the pictures and the veterans day posts and all those kind of things like These are things, and I guarantee you, you can let a a military member in your family listen to this, and I guarantee you, if they're not going through it, I promise you they got uh, friends and uh, coworkers that are going through the exact same thing or have had the exact same thing happen to them. So I say all that to say this. Why did I tell this story, Mario? I say all that to say this. Do your best to stay involved in your people's life, whether they're in the military or not, because a lot of times, we put on happy faces. But the truth is, we're going through a, a hell behind closed doors. And sometimes, you know, getting that, that piece of mail or getting that, that birthday card or, you know, hey, coming to visit your friends and family and hanging out. Man, You, I don't think you guys realize what that what that means to us. A lot of times you can talk to military people. Because we live a life that's so difficult to understand or difficult to explain to people that aren't in it, a lot of times your military people you meet in the military, man, they become family, like genuine family. There are people that we've had in our lives that, you know, when things went you know, things went wrong and we needed help, man, literally would drop anything and would make sure we were okay. And, you know, there's no no knock on our families at all. You know what I'm saying? But it's just because they understand. There was one time I deployed, and I had to come back early because my wife got tasked to deploy. So I came back early. When I was already gone for, I think, five months, five or six months, roughly, I came back. I think my wife and I had, like, two or three weeks together. And then she went to Afghanistan for six months. So, think about what that does to not only me, but to her, and most importantly, our kids. And when I tell you, our military family swarmed around us so fast that, like, there were a lot of times, I don't want to say I didn't miss my wife because I did, but there were a lot of times where, like, it didn't feel like anything was out of place for real, for real. Many of times I've had people bring us, like, whole dinners. Like, hey, don't cook nothing. We we'll bring us whole meals for me and the kids to eat. Uh, we come take the kids. Like, hey, we are gonna watch the kids. You know they can hang out with us. Man, if you just wanna take Friday, just kick back. You know, smoke a cigar, hang out, hang out. You know, in your backyard. But hell, if you just wanna go to sleep, go to sleep. Kids been the night. We'll bring them back tomorrow. This is what life is like in the in a military. Don't get me wrong. A lot of crazies in the military. And that's a that's a story for another time. But because they understand the life, it makes it easier to embrace the suck, as we like to say. So when you deal with situations like me right now, like I'm I'm here and I don't want to be here. You know, obviously the first fifteen months of August completely sucked for the for the Revere family. And hell today, my son just wrecked my wife's car. Like you know what I'm saying. So you know, in the midst of everything else going on, now you know my wife wrecked my, my son wrecked my wife's car. It's mean, it's fine. Everybody's cool, but you know, just something else to stress you out even more. But when I tell you, our military family has just covered us, and it's it's weird because you you know you know your friends and your family care right, and that's that that goes without saying. It's just sometimes it's just really hard to try to sit and take the time to explain things to them. My mom is a great example of this. Like, she sent me a message, full disclosure. She might be mad about this. But she sent me a a whole message about like doing this podcast and how she didn't really know if it was a good idea, you know, to bash like the Air Force. And I was going on, we're not bashing the Air Force, you know, we're just talking about people and situations and things like that. But my mom, my mom has never, uh, been in the military now my uncle served he was in the army i think he did one one enlistment i think they tried to send him somewhere overseas and he's like nah i'm cool or he went overseas and when he came back he's like yeah i'm cool i won't go back but i'm pretty sure i'm the longest tenured member in my family right so but my mom was never served in the military before so like her purview of what the military is is totally different from what it actually is you know what I'm saying, and you know sometimes my mom asks me questions, and I just me and my wife just laugh because I we just know that she don't she don't know, but she be curious to know, and she be wanting to know. But as as funny as it is, sometimes like I be appreciating the fact that she reaches out and she asks you know asks questions. Now some them be kind of funny. Like one day she asked me like you know how are the people and the culture? You know she want to know more know more about the people, and I'm like oh mom like this, no nah, we don't we not allowed to go. Off the the post, like people want to kill us, like we can't. Like that's not, that's not how this works. And she's like, oh, that that sounds boring. So what do y'all do all day? So you know what I'm saying? Like we when you, we when you talk to civilian people, like that's kind of what, that's kind of what you got to deal with. And like like I said, sometimes it's funny, but sometimes it's hard to explain because you know you have different contingencies and things going on, and you don't want to just overwhelm them with like military stuff, but. I appreciate the fact that she takes the time every day to kind of send me a message. She says, Hey, you know, she's praying for me. Uh, she asked me simple stuff like, Hey, what's for dinner tonight? Like, you know, what are you eating? You know, that kind of thing. She sent me some inspirational stuff, man, things like that go a long way. And like I said, it's not just for military people. This is just for your regular friends. The military, I'm going to tell you the military has really like, like, solidified my boundaries when it comes to like friends and things like that because being gone so much has it has totally made me hate holidays like i I hate christmas i hate thanksgiving i hate most holidays that involve you being around family because i'm always gone right and like even with my friends like i I just have such a such a short fuse for things where i'm just like man if this don't make sense i'm out like i fall back like I'm, i'm cool like i don't I feel like you should understand my problems. You should should understand my world enough to, to know but you don't. So I'm just like, man, you know what? I'm better off. Just, I'm just better off just taking a step back and minding my own business. And a lot of that, honestly, like it's because of the military and it's really, probably really shitty way to kind of go about life most times. And I, it just, I mean, it just is, is what this life has, has bestowed on me. And like, I I want to get better. You know, I, I try to do better. Obviously, there's probably some me and my therapist, my new therapist, uh, are going to talk about. But, yeah, like I said, man, you can apply a lot of what I talked about, some of you probably will, to, like, people you deal with on a daily, day-to-day basis. Just, you know, people just kind of pretend they give a shit about you, but they really don't. They just kind of find ways to kind of pass the buck off, and then you're stuck with all of that. Like, man, it's no different in the military. We just wear the same outfit every day that's it but yeah like i said man take the time check on check on your friends in the military but check on your friends in general man they get real quiet they got stuff going on man genuinely take the time to check on them and ask questions something like a a a text message a phone call a zoom call a, a facetime like man that goes a long way in a lot of people's lives and, you know, morale is our big thing in the military, like boosting morale, boosting morale. That's a, hell of a, that's a hell of a morale boost for a lot of people. And for us as military people, sometimes just knowing that you care about us and knowing that we thought of, man, that, that gives us a lot of motivation to keep pushing. So I'm telling y'all, it's, there's a lot of people in the military that are dying, literally weekly because they feel like they have to do all this shit by themselves. And they feel like they're alone. They feel like don't nobody understand them. Shit goes bad at work. They don't have nobody to talk to. I don't know if I talked about this, but I remember when I was in Turkey, there was a kid, active duty kid, and, like, you know, just really went out of his way to try to fit in with people. So he was kind of a chameleon there, right? He was kind of jumping around and just trying to, you know, fit in with everybody. But everybody kind of brushed him off. Like, nah, man, you know, just didn't really rock with what he was doing. So he lived on, like, the 26th floor of this apartment in uh literally tried to open the window and tried to jump out the window and kill himself because he didn't feel like he was valued or appreciated or loved by anybody. Unfortunately, I have way too many stories like that. And everybody uh, everybody didn't make it out like he did. Some people were pretty successful in the things that they were trying to do. And unfortunately, they're no longer with us anymore. So, it's kind of weird. I don't want to end it on the end a somber note. But, I just say all that to say, like I said, this meme was an eye-opener for a lot of people in the military. But like I said, you can relate that to, like, your family, your friends, your loved ones, and things like that, man. Just we got to do a better job at looking out for each other. The world is crazy, man. And don't get me wrong. I am very poor at, like, reaching out to my whole conglomerate of people. Sometimes, like, people reach out, I talk to them, and they we good. Because at the end of the day, like it's not that I don't I don't feel like you know the people around me or the people I associate with are important. It's just like man, sometimes we just doing the best we can. I'm just I'm just trying to get through the day. Most days, y'all. I'm just trying to get through the get through the 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 day to day hustle and bustle and the bullshit of life, man. I promise y'all, it's never it's never personal with Mario. I don't hate nobody, but man, just sometimes I just be I just be trying to get through. And the fortunate part about it is that I feel like a lot of other people are just trying to get through. So do what you can to be there, even if it's something simple. Hey, message, what's up, boss? Everything good. Just want you to know I love you. I need to get better at doing that too. So uh until then, man, that's where we that's where we're gonna leave it, man. I really I really wanna hit on so much more stuff, but like I said, I would talk y'all ear off about some of the things that people in the military do. And they have such shitty effects on other people. But uh, like my man, Chief uh, Chief Wayne Sharp said, man, if you can't do nothing else in the military, just be a good person. If nothing else in life is going right, just be a good person at the end of the day. But I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, like I said, we probably won't have a podcast next week uh, just because I, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, so like i said i start my therapy this week uh start seeing my, my new therapist this week so you know we're gonna get in there and get in where we fit in um i also got a pretty big mission i just got tasked with so and we're pretty much supposed to be on call like starting like today so i don't know when it's gonna happen so i just we just gonna keep it cool. So I'm a I'm working on this audio wave thing. Where I'm just posting clips from like videos. So I think I'm gonna go back and start adding like little clips and stuff and kind of posting them on the social media page just to get people little snippets of things of older episodes that maybe haven't listened to uh, in the interim. But uh, yeah, so no pie next week. Don't hate me. Uh, don't kill me. No nothing, nothing crazy like that. But um, I love y'all. Keep supporting my people. Uh, I respectfully disagree. Co and the doctor complicatedly misunderstood we outside for real for real that thing about us um oh on. we gonna do this let's do this let's see if i got time to do it let's see if i can find it fast enough i don't think i can be able to find it fast enough i ain't gonna be able to find it fast enough but um yeah man let's support these people out here man let's get this thing let's get this thing going man let's make sure we motivate people and like my boy willie said i mean if, if you enjoy you know, podcast and you looking for some different podcasts to listen to. Um, let's see, the Who Am I Podcast, uh, Uncovered with Julian Will. Uh let's see, the the new episode of Enough said. Some of the other podcasts I want to plug. My boy, uh, my boy CO plugged them, so I'm gonna go ahead and plug them. So check them out. Wherever you listening to podcasts at. In between in between time, between time, make sure you put your phone down at dinner. Make sure you spend time with your kids, make sure you take memories and take pictures. Um. try to be a good person this week. If you go through a breakthrough this week, please don't be addicted to other people. we greatly appreciate it. And the next time you see a military person, hey, don't tell them thank you for your service, but say, hey, I appreciate you. How are you doing today? And let them, you know, let that spark a conversation that'll kind of feed off each other. But I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, you'll put a smile on that person's face. I love y'all. Be good. Until next time, we out.